Time for Business with Giles Bickford. Thank you, Corin Atamare. Well, an anti-monopoly campaign that says Woolworth New Zealand supermarket business has shrewdly cut its profits and asset value with moves afoot to break up the industry's powerful duopoly with foodstuffs. Woolworth's Australian parent says its pre-tax earnings for the New Zealand operation are expected to be down about 42% to $71 million for the half-year end of December. It's also writing down the goodwill, or perhaps the intangibles such as brand value, of the stores by $1.6 billion to $700 million. Tex Edwards of Monopoly Watch says the move is nothing more than window dressing ahead of a forced breakup of the duopoly. It's inevitable that there will be some type of breakup somewhere, somehow. It's a sensible move by their sensible board because inevitably it's a signal that they're visualising or comprehending that sometime, somewhere, there'll be a forced breakup of their supermarkets and a reduction in profitability. Woolworths uh, says the medium-term outlook is still challenging for the New Zealand operation. So far, it's spent $13 million to upgrade and rebrand 34 countdown stores to the Woolworths brand. Well, a new independent energy company is targeting wind generation in the upper half of the North Island. Ventus Energy has resourced consent for its first New Zealand wind farm just south of the Kafia Harbour. Company founder Glenn Starr has 20 years' experience in overseas wind farms. He says the planned four new wind farms will be supplying the Auckland market. We're seeing quite a large uh, difference in, in pricing between, say, the bottom of the North Island, where a lot of wind power has been built and continues to be built, and, and Auckland, uh, about a price separation of around 30%. So we, we think it's much more sensible and profitable to build wind farms closer to demand centres. Glenn Starr says the Calafia project will be up and running by the end of next year at a cost of around $85 million. Other farms uh, that are planned will be sited near the Kaimai Range and Glen Massey with a fourth project somewhere in Waikato. Well, property experts joining calls for more of a balanced approach to seismic building risks. Tim Julians, an associate director in real estate, says the uh, building code is imposing massive costs and causing more distress than the benefits it's trying to deliver. He says commercial rents are spiking as investors pay billions of dollars for strengthening projects while apartment owners face financial ruin. He says it's time for the new government to act. It extends across a, a huge ways of activities, including the cost of insurance cover, the, the retention of heritage buildings, particularly in low-rent locations in provincial towns, and it causes people to have to abandon their apartment buildings, which they've put the bulk of their life savings into. Well, Tim Julian says he's frustrated to see office towers sitting empty because of modest level of earthquake risk, while commercial rents have increased by 65% with increased demand. Well, Tim Julian works for the well-known commercial property firm Colliers, but he does stress that the opinions are his own. Let's have a look now at the way Wall Street's performing. It's a bit sluggish ahead of a big raft of big company reports that will be coming out and, of course, the Federal Reserve rate decision on Thursday our time. At the moment, the Dow Jones average is down just a handful of points, a fraction of 1%. The S&P 500 is up 0.15%. The Nasdaq's doing the best, up 0.45%. Locally, the uh, top 50 index hit its highest level since last August, 
gaining 37 points, just over the 11,900 level. The New Zealand dollar, 61.1 US cents, 92.6 Australian, 48.1 pence, 56.5 euro cents, 90.2 yen and 4.38 yuan. And we should note locally all eyes and ears, uh, analysts and economists anyway, on the speech to be given by the chief economist of the Reserve Bank. Paul Conway. It's on the broader issue of post-COVID effects on monetary policy, but there has been a promise that there will be some brief comments on recent data. If you remember that uh, GDP and inflation numbers both undershooting the RBNZ's expectations. People waiting to hear if there's any signal of a change of mood from the unexpectedly hawkish tone of the RBNZ, which was on view in November. That might, of course, point to an earlier-than-expected start for cutting rates. Uh, Brent crude oil down about a dollar, and gold is up $11 an ounce. Back at half past eight.